The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome back to the Dane and Derek show. My name is Derek, one of your two co-hosts, and I make a lot of movies and play a lot of tabletop games and also play more recently a lot of Magic the Gathering. And joining me this week, as the title suggests, is my good friend, Dane Fogdell. Hi, I'm Dane. Uh, don't worry about what I do or who I really am, um, because I'm a child who bought this pack yesterday and had to lock it in my uh, like uh studio office space so i wouldn't fucking open it because i have like no self-control around this stupid game wow Um, you really love this game (laughs) i love this game i've been playing this game since i was uh nine eight so around the same time as D &D. yeah almost the exact same time i started these two games okay um yeah I've only been playing since we played in high school. Ryan, our good friend Ryan Chen, got me into it. And then you pulled up one day with a trunk full of magic cards and destroyed us all. Um, (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! Throwdown style. Uh, Not quite, because we played with Trevor. Yes, Trevor, yes. Once Trevor showed up, he he knows how to build those big green decks. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's I remember, a real mood. I remember there was a time where a bunch of us got together because we would <clears throat> we would play, and then we go get sushi. Yeah, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there was a game that went on forever because Trevor and I got entrenched, but we yes. like quietly knocked everybody else out until it was just him and I, um, and everyone was frustrated with us because everyone was hungry. Um, yeah, but we were stubborn. I don't remember who won that one. I, I bet Trevor did because his decks always, if they got rolling, just annihilated. It must um, have been one of those things where I think one of you must have just like scooped because um, it was getting to a point where like infinite combo territory, you know? We were getting close. We were getting yeah. close. Yeah, because he was doing that and I had gotten out my 1515 cool, which I yeah. believe is banned now or some shit. Yes. Um, you love yeah. Eldrazi. I did. Back then. I did. Yeah. I actually still have that deck. I can't bear it, even though it's got like really good cards in it, and like I could probably do something with those cards. That and one other, I I just can't bear to like pull apart for just nostalgic mm. reasons. Because um, after high school, I took a pause through like all of college, and I just didn't play ever. Um, yeah, I had the opposite. Then, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And then yeah. Gracie, Gracie got me um a new set for christmas a couple years ago and got me right back in and it's been awesome ever since um yeah yeah Yeah. i mean yeah in magic also i had another friend named trevor um who we would go to a lot of pre-releases and do like drafts and pre-cons and stuff like that and um we would just go to this several local game stores in the massachusetts area nice um but that's not why we're here today. We're not here to reminisce about Magic the Gathering and our I mean, legendary duels. I, I mean, we, I, we probably will. I mean, we kind of are. But... We kind of are. But most importantly, we both have booster packs from the yes. new set. Yes. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, which is a, I guess, like cyberpunk update of the Kamigawa set, which is their 
like a Japanese-inspired setting um, for Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering. For those who don't know, there's various sets. They come out. There's several parts of each set that come out every year. These sets contain new cards, new rules, new mechanics, plenty of new art, which is really the only reason why I play this game. <laughs> and um, this latest set is pretty cool. There's Ninjutsu is back. Um, and there's some really great samurai cards. I did some drafts of this like a few weeks ago, and I've actually started working on a new standard deck. So I'm really excited to open up some cards and see if I'll have anything useful. So yeah, basically I'm going to open these packs like children, and then we're going to read each card we get and just kind of react to what we are uh, opening. Um, so yeah. Uh, All right. Here we go. Ready? Yep. All right. You know what? This is not making as much sound as I hoped it would. At least I just held mine up right next to my earbuds. I did but... too. I did too. But like, I don't know how loud that actually was. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I got one of those art cards. Same. I got these. Yeah. yeah well, what did you get? I got some Oni Demon thing. Let me check. Uh, Vessel of the All-Consuming. So I've for anyone who doesn't that. know about magic, it's very dramatic. It's extremely, extremely dramatic. Huh. Very cool. I I got Commune with Spirits, which is Me. one of my favorite cards from the new set. It features a um, warrior-esque character praying at a shrine in the uh, woods. Um, I think it's just a really beautifully composed piece of art, and yeah. I also got a Spirit token. Um, did you get one of those mini-games? They have a ton of mini-games this time. Uh, no, I just um, I got an ad. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, rip. Okay. Yeah. So what's your first card at the top of the stack? Uh, Bloodfill Caves. So a red-black split land that grants life enters tapped. So solid if I didn't have a thousand of these. Um, hmm. Yeah. What about you? Blossoming Sands. This is like my eighth one. Uh, yeah. It's it the en- green, yeah, white. It's a land enters tapped. You gain a life. You can add either or. It's great for Commander. Um, but yeah. All right, oh, yeah. next one. Um, I got an alternate arts uh, Imperial Subduer, which is like a human samurai situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of like taps enemy enemy cards, which I think in a samurai deck and draft would be pretty solid common. Um, what do you think the alternate art that they've been doing more and more oh, is like? I that's love going? it. Yeah, I love it. I think it for <laughs> someone that really just plays the game for the art. Like I. Almost all the cards I own, I only own them because I think they look pretty. Because I love how they're designed. I love the colors they use. And yeah, uh, so having these alternate arts, I love it. Um, Which I also got an alternate art samurai card. Nice. Um, I got Sunblade Samurai. Has Vigilance and Channel. Um, Very nice. It's a 4-4. And Dig. Love it. Um, next, I got an Inkrise Infiltrator. <clears throat> Ooh, that's a great card. Yeah, yeah. Um, two drop, um, flying human ninja. I actually am setting this aside because I got the alternate art of that, which is super cool. And on top of it, I have a ninjutsu ninja tribal commander. <clears throat> so that might actually fit pretty nicely because nice. I don't have one of those. So, yeah. Next one I got was an instant. It's a blue instant one drop. It is Spell Pierce. 
counter target non-creature spell unless it's controller pays two. I need more removal in my life. I don't have enough removal. Everybody ever. does. But by the by, uh, for anyone who like just like drops in to listen to us, like talk about like our lives and our thoughts on things. This is not that episode. This is us going to be no. talking about a game and using jargon. So yeah, welcome. I guess in some ways, this is kind of a like a like a spiritual successor to our old MTG episodes we used to do. Yeah, absolutely. I still want to figure out a way to make that work, but you know visual medium yeah um, exactly yeah 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 um uh, after that i got a kami of restless shadows which is ooh, uh, nice. it's a it's it's kind of a schmack card really um really? i play uh, a lot of the draft. Cool. oh uh, art's super cool but yeah um i play a lot of drafts so i'm like looking at these as like would i take this card or not um mm. and it's it's a little um it's a little too expensive for what it does. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. It would be cool in a spirits and shrines themed deck. Yes, um, but it's got ninja synergies. Oh uh, yeah. So it's just not it's not quite it's not quite it's not quite the thing. Yeah. I have explosive entry, sorcery. Mm. Destroy up to one target artifact, put a plus one plus one counter. It's okay. Yeah. Um, that that <laughs> card performs way better in this in this set yeah. in this draft than it has any right to. Uh-huh. Um, because literally there's so many artifacts that you can destroy. So many artifacts. And also on top of it, the plus one plus one counter modifies a creature and that often does a lot. It allows you to reconfigure or in some cases bypass certain effects. Yes. Which is great. Yep. Um, after that, I got uh, Mukotai Ambusher, which is an artifact creature rat ninja. Um, I think I have one of these in that deck already, so like, eh, you know, but solid card. Also, gotta say, um, something I noticed about this set is that it is a dense set. Like, there are no vanilla cards in this whole set. Do you mm. notice that? Like, there's nothing that's just like recycled. No, not even that. It's um, yeah. it's there's nothing in the set that is just like, pay two white and get a two two creature with no abilities, no nothing. Like the set has none of that. Mm. Um, everything is complicated in this set, which is both very interesting and very fun for veteran players, but also kind of speaks to me of the need for like. Um, roughly every year they release a set that is like resets the power level on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's the core twenty whatever set, and they haven't done one in a while, and it's time. Um, yeah. When was the last time they did that? Was it twenty thirteen? No, it was twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Because, uh, to be clear, it was a core set twenty twenty one, which was released in twenty twenty. Oh, uh, okay. Um, because they follow car model rules for no reason. Um, <laughs> there. And then last year it was, um, it was the Forgotten Realms, the D and D crossover set, right? Um, which nobody really liked. 
um, at least from like a mechanical standpoint. Some people found it very fun and like, oh, gold dragons in my set. Um, but at the same time, like it didn't because it didn't like catch on and it didn't have like this like very solid like, oh, and this is the next basic set. People didn't really adopt it. Um, and so it kind of floundered a little bit. And ever since it's felt a little bit like there's no grounding um, to the game, at least to me. Um, so, yeah, Interesting. I think it's your co- card wise, though. It is. I have Planner Incision. Another instant. Exile target artifact for creature, then return it to, it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a plus one, plus one counter. Mm. That's, that's, that's a good save your own card move there. Yeah. Very specific, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I got a Ninja's Kunai, which is a clunky removal spell, honestly. Yes. Very clunky. Very clunky. Because you, you, like, you can just tap two to what, destroy something, right? Or you sack uh, it? No, you pay one, then you have to equip one, and then the creature has one tap, sacrifice Ninja's Kunai, and Ninja's Kunai deals three damage to any target. Oh, that is very complicated. Yeah, it's, it's very complicated, requires multiple steps, and on top of that uh, is three for what like a one red lightning bolt is. So, mm, fair. Yeah. I have Bronze Plate Boar next. Hmm. It's got Trample. Creature gets plus three, plus two, and has Trample. Um, and I can reconfigure it for five. It's a three drop. Which, yeah, um... Yeah. It's a little steep, but... Honestly, if you're playing a deck where you're equipping a lot of things to things, this might land in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I got Essence Capture, which is counter targets uh, creature spell. Put a plus one, plus one on up to one creature you control. Um, it's too blue. It's a weaker. Ca- it's a it's a weaker counter spell. You know, mm-hmm. probably pretty good in draft, but you know, even then. Nick, yeah, no, I got you. I have a, think I found a better. I think I literally have a better a, a equipment creature card right now, which is that uh, in the next card, which is a uh, rabbit battery. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a plus one. Yeah, equipped creature gets plus one plus one, and it's haste, and it takes only one to reconfigure, and it's a one drop. Oh that's yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's a really good card. Um, next I have Discover the Impossible, which before I say anything else about it, uh, really pretty. Uh, it's got like this like cool boat and it's got like glowing manta rays. Super, super cool. Um, basically though, it's kind of a like, mm, it's kind of some card draw. Mm -hmm. Kind of. It's weird. It's not the, it's not the best card. Um, but it's it's super damn pretty. Not the best card, but it's certainly a card. It's certainly a card. Yeah, which I love this card, but I already have two of these. Tales of Master Seshiro. It's a saga. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Which I love sagas, because you get the nice long art, and there's oh, multiple yeah. effects that stack, and they're usually fairly low cost. This one's a five drop, um, but it when it hits round three of getting its saga counters, it turns over and becomes 
a snake warrior with vigilance and haste, which is really cool. And it's a five, yep. five really powerful. Um, but I already have two of these. So a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. But. I nearly lost a game of draft to that card. So uh, nothing to sniff at. Yes. It's a great card. Um, yep. Um, so I got a saga next too, which is, uh, the long reach of night, uh, which more or less it starts out by like forcing the opponent to sacrifice creatures or discard cards, uh, and then becomes a creature with menace, um, that gets a varying attack power when, um, depending on the number of creature cards in an opponent's graveyard, um, solid. It's a, nice. it's, it might be a little weak at a four drop for how long it takes to become a creature, but I often think of these things in terms of draft, so hard to say. Yeah. Okay, so I think this is my legendary card. Mm-hmm. It's Myojin of Grim Betrayal. It's an eight drop. You need three black and five whatevers. Ooh. Legendary creature spirit. And when Myojin and the Grim Betrayal enters the battlefield with it, it enters the battlefield with an indestructible counter if you cast it from your hand. Yeah. And then you can remove that indestructible counter to move all to take all the creatures from all the graveyards that were put there this turn onto your battlefield. Um pretty cool if you're playing a deck that kills lots of things or has a lot of things that get sacked into the graveyard. Um Oh yeah. That's interesting. I might be able to use that in my new commander deck I'm building. Yeah, the Myojins are really cool. I have the white and red one. Mm. Yep. This is uh, the first one I've seen. They're they're very cool. Uh, I believe that they mostly are hanging out in the set. They're not in the draft booster, so you may have missed them up until now. Uh, next, oh. I got a full art planes. The full art Ooh, of, nice. this, of this set are so cool. They're, they're so cool. They're modeled after Japanese woodcut prints, and that's awesome. Yeah. But not much else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got an alternate art of Soul Transfer, which has a really, really, really buff Onai on it. Um, yep. And it's great. Uh, choose one. If you control an artifact or enchantment, you can cast both. Or, yes, you may choose both. You can exile target creature or planeswalker or return target creature or planeswalker from your graveyard to your hand. It's pretty useful. That is solid. So here at the end is my rare, and I actually really like this rare. It's won me like a fair number of games in draft, uh, in a deck that really sucked. So it was like the winning card of that whole thing, um, which is Goro Goro, Disciple of Ryusi, um, which is Goblin Samurai. Um, however, uh, when um, I have an attacking modified creature, I can pay five to create a five five red dragon spirit creature token with flying. Um, so yeah, I, it's basically a generate a generate a dragon every turn. Oh, um, nice! Yes, and so it's really good, very cool card. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Okay, my rare is Satsuki, the Living Lore, legendary creature, human druid for a Ooh. white and a green. Um, you can tap it to put a, a lore counter on each saga you control. Yep. Um, and when Satsuki dies, you can return target saga or enchantment creature controlled to its owner's hand, or return target saga from your graveyard to your hand. Nice. Nice. I do like sagas. If I could build a saga based deck where everything's a saga, 
this would be great to put yeah. in that. Oh yeah. And there's quite a few blue and or white and green sagas out there. So I think yes. I think you could do a lot with that. Yes. Um my last card, which is sort of like a promo card, it's hollow. Um uh bearer of memory, human monk, uh three for a three two and has an ability of six to put a plus one plus one counter on target enchantment creature gains trample until end of turn not a great card mm. pretty art though as usual my foil is peerless samurai Ooh, yeah menace Ooh. and whenever a samurai warrior you control attacks alone the next spell you cast this turn costs one less to cast that is a solid solid common honestly it is, and I'm glad that I have the regular version of it because I had a, an alternate art version of it, which was really cool. But I hadn't seen the the other version, and I'm really glad I have a foil of it. Um, I uh, I think it'll place nicely in my standard uh, samurai deck. Oh yeah, um, that's yeah. that. That is um, that. How are you so, feeling about the pack? Solid, solid pack. Um, if I if I pulled this in a draft, um, I would have been mostly pleased with the with the with the gold, the the rare I I got. But overall, um, the thing that I kind of like step by step have like come away with more and more uh, from this game is the experiences of it like mm-hmm. like i'm more and more in the place where i'm like if i want a particular card i'll just buy that particular card you know like interesting yeah um but it doesn't stop me from buying packs mm-hmm. and the thing i find i love most about this game is that it is experiential um and evolving and it's kind of got like a community around it um for better and worse (laughs) as is pretty common with uh uh geeky uh pretty male heavy uh hobbies um i will say though i what i what i realize more and more that i love about this game is like who cares what i got in the pack I got to open a pack and that's fun and silly and um, nostalgic. And honestly, like I, I've been trying lately with this game in particular, since it is perhaps what I would describe as the most frivolous thing I do um, mm. that I find a lot of like, this might sound odd, but like gratitude in this game mm-hmm. that like, I am fortunate enough to get to do this thing, this like very meaning meaningless hobby, you know, like I have other hobbies like cooking, but like cooking has like practical aspects to it, you know. Um but like it, it, it this might be just like weirdly heavy, but like uh, at the time of this recording, we're like, what, six weeks into the invasion of Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of thinking about it in context, I'm like, I am 
so very fortunate to be able to care about something like this. And, you know, whenever I like enjoy this moment, it, it causes me to stop and reflect and, you know, come back around and usually go find something to do that is, um, helpful to someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, or to double down on my energy towards like learning how to be a lawyer, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's really important to me that it is both this thing that like I use for fun and to relax and to like, just like help my brain <laughs> calm the fuck down um, and interact with people and all of those good things. And that it kind of helps me stay honest in a sense. Mm, yeah. I really like it. I really like yeah. it for that reason. Yeah. It's a game where in some cases you can just kind of turn off a little bit. You can turn off other parts of your brain in order to focus on it and just kind of, you know, do the math to win the game oh, in a yeah, weird way, yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, that's something that I, I like, I, I, I get a taste of in spurts because I'm not very good at magic. Um, but I do enjoy, uh, I do enjoy uh, hanging out with like people that play magic, you know, like I think it, especially like when you have like an, like a, like a, like a small group of friends that play that all play it together. Kind of like how we did in high school. Oh yeah. That's, I think where I prefer to play it. Um, yeah. I've had, eh, you know, middle of the road experiences in game stores. Um, the best one I ever had though, was I was doing draft and um, the guy was playing was one of the previs artists on Puss in Boots at DreamWorks. Oh, and that's awesome. He was super cool and like taught me a lot of things about the game after he completely wrecked me. <laughs> um, and then, you know, what was, so it was like, you know, but it was, a, but that was the thing, right? It's like, that was a positive experience. Like I got to know someone and they got to help me get better at a game that they're pretty good at already because they've been playing for forever, right? Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah um I, I often think that something that helps this game like be a relaxing thing for me is that it requires like if i'm gonna go to because i usually go to a shop um or like i'll play with um my roommates and gracie from time mm-hmm. to time and those are really nice like fun kind of sweet intimate games in a sense like um more like what we did in high school where it's like about hanging with your friends um yeah but like, I don't mean to say that I really like really hold back. I don't pull punches with them because I think that's kind of rude to people like you're not respecting them. Yeah. Um, but like at a game shop, I go there and I like, you, you know, I'm just there to like, I'm there to like win and really like work my brain there on that. And like, it requires it's a complicated game it's almost a needlessly complicated game yes um and so in that way it requires me to fully focus on it and yeah. very few things require that of me or force mm-hmm. me into that state and i really love it when things do because it makes yeah. all the other things fade away just for a little while and i love that um and also you know 
there is something so childlike about like it's just like a little bit of like Christmas morning. <laughs> opening yeah, I mean you're me. opening something and you don't know what it's gonna be. Yep. Um, but you have a little bit of an idea because you know you're gonna at least get one foil, probably one land, and one other like and probably a rare or a mythic, right? Yep. Um, there is a formula to the booster pack attack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, yeah, I do like the sensation of opening packs. I also like. I think that's probably why draft is a lot of fun. Oh um, yeah. You oh, know, because yeah. you get to open packs, pass them around, and like see what other people are taking, and kind of like it's like it's a very much it's I don't know it's like it's you also uh, have to make choices like you have to make hard choices with yeah. it yeah um which is not a thing you always have to do right like yeah it's like opening a pack but you don't get to keep everything exactly you have to make you have to make hard choices um. Before we go, I have, a, I have a question. Do you like the act of deck building? Um, yes and no. Oh, I love um, it. I, here's the thing. I enjoy putting together a deck because I can think about my themes. I can think about whatever sort of like narrative I'm stringing through my cards and how they all play with one another. What I don't like is that I'm not savvy enough with the rules that it can get really exhausting very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I have to do it in chunks, which means that when I do decide to draw the deck, like I am right now, I have a table full of magic cards that are just out in the open because I need to do it over several days because it's really tiring for me to put together a deck. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really it. But I do, I think it's cool. I, I think it's, I think it's rewarding when you build a deck and then you play it against someone and it, almost works and then you're able to like swap in a few cards from your sideboard and then it does work Hmm. that's rewarding um yeah do you just build decks for fun yeah yeah um i'll build like three in an afternoon um play them and then decide if one of them might be worth keeping or if i'm just gonna like blow them up jeez wow are you playing mostly modern or um mostly uh mostly i would uh, yeah modern would be the term for it yeah yeah mostly modern and modern and brawl actually brawl Um, yeah brawl is like not a super popular format overall uh but my the people i mostly play with at home i tried commander once with them and they really didn't care for it because of Mm. the because of the tracking, the like the hits you take from specific commanders and yeah, um, forty life and hundred like they didn't like all of that. But what they did like was having one special card. Like they really loved that. And brawl is a simplified, shorter version of that, where it's like you have your commander, twenty five life, doesn't matter how much damage the commander deals to you, and then uh, fifty nine cards, none of which can be the same outside of basic lands um and that they really got into so it's it's commander light basically um maybe i should pitch that to my game group because they like playing edh and while i do enjoy edh i'm not the biggest edh person in the world i much prefer standard yeah but brawl sounds nice is it 59 cards including your commander or 60 including 60 in the same way that uh edh is 
99 cards and your commander right okay make the 100 um yeah so like the one thing that's like so there's two types of brawl which is historic brawl and brawl clean which is uh the clean version of brawl is it follows standard rules so you have to like take cards out like um certain sets become illegal and historic is just like whatever um okay is there commander damage or no no there's no commander damage you just have 25 life um yeah yeah i might have to pitch this to the to the crew yeah it's super fun um it's super fun i i it definitely strikes me as a thing that feels like it was created for arena if that makes sense like a way to do sort of a commander situation Mm -hmm. in arena um but i i've i've really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. um i have uh an edh so i can go play at shops um but yeah yeah try worth a try for sure huh Thank you for that recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, you know, that was a, shall I say, a beautifully buttercuped, buttoned up, booster, babbling. Bonanza. Bonanza. There we go. Good stuff. Love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Uh, um, and yeah. My name is Derek. Um, <laughs> I do stuff. It doesn't matter. Today I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, Dane, uh, where do you exist? <laughs> I exist at danewrites.com. I didn't care at the beginning, but now my pack is open, so I'm a human again. Uh, wow. You can find my Substack where you will see uh, poetry, fiction, um, I believe a couple essays of creative nonfiction that you can get a taste of my, my writing at. Uh, you can find my podcast, Diceology, and you can find the, the music I've written and uh, composed, recorded over the years uh, on a band camp. All linked there at danewrites.com. Um, yeah. I hope everyone has like an awesome day. I hope you play magic or some anything with other people and like connect because that's what this I think is really all about. Yeah, at the end of the day, that is what this game is about. Going and meeting friends and playing a game. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's just a game. It's all just about the game. game. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all right. about that game that doesn't matter. You know, okay. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.